Hello everybody, this is Dietmar Grichnik, Professor for Entrepreneurship at the University of St. Gallen. You're listening to the podcast series on entrepreneurial living, seven steps to entrepreneurial happiness, how to start your own entrepreneurial career. Podcast number 12, chapter 11, the game analysis. After the game is before the game. Consider yourself lucky and shape entrepreneurial society with others. Lucky you and tell your story. You have played the entrepreneur game and are already addicted? Consider yourself lucky. The addiction does not promise an unhealthy dependency, but the path to self-determination and happiness. With the entrepreneur method, you have discovered an established manual which builds on the insights of more than a decade of research on the phenomenon of entrepreneurship. If you remain loyal to the entrepreneurial game and shape your life in an entrepreneurial manner, research on happiness promises you a fulfilled life. According to happiness research, our happiness does not depend on the material and there is no linear relationship between income and happiness to be observed. While we require prosperity to be happy, it is much less than we think. Thus, money and belongings are at the bottom end of the index of life quality. On the top, there are health and human relationships, immediately followed by the wish to substantially self-determine life. The path to happiness does not lead through the shopping malls of the world or through modern gladiatorial games in various media and TV formats, but over experiences and lived engagement in the real world. The balance between wealth, which facilitates the collecting of experiences, and the shedding of unnecessary wealth, baggage, which promise more time and self-determination, smoothens the way to a self-determined entrepreneurial life. The entrepreneurial person starts his life through entrepreneurship. The homo entrepreneurialis does something in order to create rather than to gain. Different from the homo economicus, he thus promotes a positive capitalism in an entrepreneurial society which is not about greed. He lives without the taste which promotes a view of the person as an application artist for basic income, scholarships, sponsorships and the like. The entrepreneurial person solves problems, idly not just his own, but those of many other people by using his strengths means inventory. He transforms his dissatisfaction with existing solutions into positive energy, which is close to bursting thanks to the mental underload in his current life. Even when he has already tried a lot, was not always successful and does not have a clear concept of his goal, He uses his imagination for a whole goals portfolio. By attempting a problem solution with the affected people, the business idea and business model develop. Only with the presentation of the business plan in its final version as plan X, Y or Z does he tell his success story, but also the story of his failures, which brought him to his success through further development of the business model. The entrepreneur becomes a modern storyteller who moves others in the spirit of Aristotle with his ethos, so character, logos, means emotional appeal, and pathos, 
rational reasoning and inspires them to entrepreneurial action. Together or on different paths, they co-create an entrepreneurial society that shapes the future. Peter Thiel, a successful investor in Silicon Valley, sees the startup as the biggest possible project over which one can still extend substantial control. You cannot only determine your own life, but also a small but important part of the world, he says. On a national index of happiness, this finds at least as much precipitation in the form of entrepreneurial freedom and self-determination as on a national welfare index. Is this the core of lift entrepreneurship? Let yourself be taken on a short literature journey which will inspire you to think. A good half century ago in Germany, the Nobel laureate in literature, Heinrich Böll, published an anecdote on the lowering of working moral. Shortened and using own words to apply the storytelling mode, suggested below, the story goes as follows. In a harbor on a coast in Western Europe, there is a humbly dressed man taking a nap on a fishing boat. A well-dressed tourist is just putting a new color film into his camera in order to take a picture of the idyllic scene. Blue sky, green sea with peaceful snow-white crests of waves. Black boat, red fisherman's cap. You will have a good catch today, the fisherman shakes his head. But I was told that the weather is favorable. The fisherman nods. You are not setting out today, the fisherman shakes his head, the tourist is getting more nervous. Surely he is worried about the humbly dressed man, sad about the missed opportunity. Oh, are you not feeling well? Finally, the fisherman switches from sign language to the spoken word. I feel great, he says, I've never felt better. But then why are you not setting out? The answer comes prompt and concise. Because I have already been out this morning. Was the catch good? It was so good that I do not have to set out again. I caught five lobsters in my basket. Almost two dozen mackerel. The fisherman finally wake at least straightens up and pass the tourist on the shoulder reassuringly. He takes his worried expression as a sign of unwarranted but touching worry. I even have enough for tomorrow and the day after tomorrow says to alleviate the spirits of the stranger. The stranger sits down on the side of the boat shaking his head and puts the camera away because he now requires both hands in order to reinforce his speech. I do not want to get involved in your personal matters, he says, but imagine if you were to set out a second, a third, perhaps even a fourth time, and you caught three, four, five, perhaps even ten dozen mackerel. Imagine that, the fisherman nods. You would, the tourist continues, not just today, but tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. Indeed, on every favorable day, go out twice, three times, perhaps even four times. Do you know what would happen then? The fisherman shakes his head. In a year, at the most, you would be able to buy an engine. In two years, a second boat. In three or four years, you might have a small cutter. With two boats or a cutter, you would catch a lot more. One day you might have two cutters, you would, the enthusiasm takes his breath away, for a few moments 
you would build a small cold storage, perhaps a smokehouse, later a marinating factory, flying around in your own helicopter, locate schools of fish to give your cutters instructions via radio. You could get rights to salmon, open a fish restaurant, export the lobster directly to Paris without intermediaries, and then the fisherman pats him on the back like a child that is choking. Then what? he asks quietly. Then, says the stranger with quiet enthusiasm, then you could sit calmly at the port, nap in the sun, and look at the beautiful sea. But I'm already doing that now, says the fisherman. Who is the entrepreneur? The happy fisherman of Bell or the excitable tourist? Entrepreneurship research makes a clear distinction here. The fisherman is self-employed since he is not in any relationship of employment and his own master. But he only becomes an entrepreneur when he thinks and acts like the tourist. Entrepreneurship implies the creation of something new which is full with uncertainty and creates value. Not just for yourself but also for others, whether as Darwinist, communitarian or missionary for the economy and for society. But doesn't the fisherman seem more satisfied than the tourist? That is the message of Heinrich Böll, who in times of almost miraculous economic expansion in Germany after the Second World War, encouraged people to work to live instead of live to work. With today's scarcity of time resources, this is more relevant than ever, but many happy entrepreneurs tell us a different story. Even if go the extra mile is daily routine for many entrepreneurs, it is a personal freedom of creation which inspires them to high performances, which promises high self-efficacy as a source of satisfaction and happiness. Without wanting to trivialize the enormous amount of time needed to grow entrepreneurial enterprises, everyone has to decide for themselves what commitment they are ready to make and which type of life they decide on. For entrepreneurial living, the reward is not the money, but the gift of time which is spent reasonably instead of being wasted on pointless activities. The American Nobel laureate Edmund Phelps states that, particularly in Europe, satisfaction with one's own job is not very common. His research shows that 95% of individual happiness is determined by happiness in working life. Another alarming statistic, in the past couple of years the number of happy employees has nearly halved worldwide. Time to change. But the little devil on your shoulder whispers to you, think about everything that could go wrong. Florian Langenscheid, publisher and startup investor, said at the award presentation for the German Entrepreneur of the Year 2013, There is an immensely interesting statistic which I think about five times a day. 92% of all worries we have before taking a brave step, whether I want to separate from someone or confess my love, or if I want to change my job or start a company turn out to be unfounded afterwards. There are other things, lots of problems and challenges, which I did not think about before, but 92% do not come to pass. 
think about the 92% and the opportunity costs of reasonableness of your current activity. Or to speak through Langenscheid again, courage to life. On the deathbed, it is too late. True to the motto, died at 30, buried at 70. True entrepreneurs deserve, and as far as this has not happened yet, special appreciation in society. They are not saints who bear risks from which other profit. Rather, entrepreneurs benefit from the risks they take along with others. Don't be a hero, but also not a phrase mantra. Instead, start with your own entrepreneurial roadmap. First of all, start living entrepreneurially. Act instead of planning. Leave your comfort zone. Analyze your excuses not to try. Sign your personal declaration of independence. Second, find your great problem. Develop a solution with your customer from a raw diamond into a polished gem, the problem solution. Use the problem solution cascade. Third, the look in the mirror. Who am I? What do I know? Who do I know? Discover your strengths means inventory with the inventory check. Fourth, what can I do and do I want to do now? Start with a problem solution as your dominant goal and save further valuable goals. Develop your goals portfolio with temporary storage. Fifth, what is the worst that can happen? What losses am I prepared to bear and when will I lose face in front of others? Bootstrap your means in small steps. Adjust your risk compass. Use your travel budget and limit your losses to become the master of uncertainty as successful entrepreneurs. Six, communicate with others and negotiate the future with them. Gain friends. Through co-creation, you broaden your means, inventory and goals portfolio. Seventh, define your entrepreneurial role in society and your role in the entrepreneur team. Find your identity and form a team. Eighth, how do I react to the unexpected and coincidences? Test the hypotheses in your business model. Use your entrepreneurial cockpit and take a journey to plan B. Ninth, what are you waiting for? Use your remaining lifespan to follow your entrepreneurial passion. It is never too late. Take the tape measure test. Tenth, live entrepreneurially. Tell your story as an entrepreneur and shape the future with others towards an entrepreneurial society. Find your entrepreneurial happiness. As always, Take notes for your personal entrepreneurial diary. For this, check out the book webpage on www.entrepreneurial-living.com or buy the book. You can find more information about what we are doing on my personal webpage grichnik.com G-R-I-C-H-N-I-K.com I would be very happy to receive your feedback on this podcast series on entrepreneurial living. As always, and last time for the Entrepreneurial Living podcast, I will end with a quote. 
this time of Richard Branson, British serial entrepreneur and pioneer of commercial space exploration. He says, thinking different doesn't cost more. It just requires you not to do the same as before. 